0: Making room with me, your host Marley Martin. As always, I am so blessed and so excited to be here with you. Um, this episode is just going to be kind of catching you guys up on my summer happenings, the things we've got going on. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I announced three pretty big secrets, and this episode is just going to be diving into sharing what those are and a little bit of um, the backstory on what that's been like for us and kind of our process through it so with that being said let's get started so if you don't follow me on social media um, that is typically where I engage with you guys the most Instagram especially and then everything from Instagram goes towards Facebook also so Marley mud Martin is what you can find me at and if you're already there then you already know the three big secrets that I'm gonna share with you guys the first one that we shared and announced was that my husband and I bought a Catholic-based jewelry business called Beyond Blessed. And then the second two secrets that we released at the same time to you guys is that we bought some property and that we are having our third baby and that it's a baby girl. So I guess we'll start with the first and just kind of explain how that came to be, what that kind of looks like for us, And um, just introduce you guys to it. If you're not on social media, this is the first time you're hearing this. And so your jaw might be on the floor like, you did what? And I can't wait to share. So this business, Beyond Blessed, was started by my cousin's fiance and a dear friend of mine who started this business while she was in college at LSU, um, going to veterinary school. And since she has graduated Um, she has a job at a veterinary clinic and she's too busy to run the business the way that she really would like to. Um, I I believe she started this as just some income while she was in college and she has truly established such a solid foundation in this business and in this company that she built herself. She has established incredible client and business owning relationships with those who shop with her. Her website was just so well done, and she truly built this business herself, and it's been incredible to see her do that. When she put the business for sale, I immediately got excited as kind of the more dreamer, I guess you could say, in Adam and I's relationship. I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this could be incredible. I really want to do this. Um, I took a screenshot of her post and sent it to Adam. He typically is not so quick to pull the trigger on things. He's a little more hesitant. He's a little bit more realistic and reflective and um, takes everything into consideration before making a decision where I am emotionally driven and I'm just like, this would be fun. Let's do it. And I expected him to say, "Um, great idea. Let's pray about it. We can talk when we get home, things like that. And he messaged back almost immediately and said, this is a great opportunity. So We talked about it, we prayed about it. I was in communication with the previous owner and I ended up meeting with her twice. The first time we met, she really kind of showed me the business side of things and how she does invoicing and explained to me the wholesaling process. And then she also, we went back a second time and she explained to me the actual jewelry side of things. And what I didn't know when she owned the business is that she was actually assembling these jewelry pieces herself. So it's not that she orders jewelry and then resells it to make an income. What she does is order the parts. She finds charms and beads and all of these pieces that she thinks is beautiful. And she was creating these jewelry pieces and then selling them. So each thing on the website was handcrafted by her which is so special and so beautiful and she taught me how to do all of that and i am still obviously learning there's going to be a learning curve with that like all things in life but it has truly been fun for me to navigate that once we bought the business we had some planning and decisions to make like are we going to keep the logo are we going to keep the name um do we want to create an llc for this you know there's all kind of decisions that have to be made and We decided to create a logo that felt right for us and the business. And for those of you who know me, you know, I'm a total Holy Spirit girl. And so I wanted some form of the Holy Spirit involved in that um, logo for sure. And then also I prayed about the name. And I knew I didn't want to change the name of the business because when Brayton owned it, she had such a solid foundation. She had that trust and that respect and that relationship built with her customers. I didn't want to change that or taint that in any way. So I prayed about how to make the name feel personal and what does it mean to me beyond blessed. And I felt like the Lord had been calling me in small ways to live beyond my blessings. I share in the most like humble way possible, that Adam and I have been so truly blessed. And I feel the Lord has been calling me in many ways, as I've mentioned, to go beyond those blessings, to live outside of just receiving blessings and start finding ways to give and share those blessings that I've had in my life. And that's looked different in in little ways. I feel like the Lord has called me to cut back and maybe completely quit drinking alcohol altogether. He Asked that I give it up for Lent this past year. So I did that. After Lent, when I drank again, I feel like I didn't have the same effects that alcohol gave me prior to feeling this call in my heart. I think that in the society that I grew up in in the South and the culture we have here, drinking is a very social, casual thing that that you can expect to see at any social gathering, essentially here in this culture in this area. And I just was interested on why he was calling me to cut back and maybe quit drinking. And I gave it up for Lent, as I mentioned. I'm pregnant now, so obviously I'm not drinking. And um, I've seen some fruits of that. It's been a very beautiful thing. And um, that doesn't mean I'm done drinking forever. Maybe it does. I'm still praying and discerning about that and what that looks for me for the rest of my life. But um, that is just one thing in one way that I feel God has called me to live beyond my blessings, the blessings of my health and the kids that I have and to live beyond and outside of maybe this social and expected norm, to go beyond that and share. And I don't know what that looks like exactly. As I said, I'm still navigating that, but that's kind of one thing that's a little uncomfortable to maybe talk about or to navigate that I feel the Lord's called me to. The other thing that I feel he's asked me to do kind of within that same realm of of stepping out of my comfort zone and elevating myself spiritually and going beyond the blessings that I have is I feel like the Lord wants me to wear a veil in mass. And to be completely honest, um, the only people I had seen veil in my life were older women in church. And I thought like, that's really cool for their age group. That must be something that um, is a tradition for them or something that they grew up doing or seeing and like good for them. But they were always older women. And I was like, yeah, maybe when I'm old, I'll do that too. I don't know. And then I got to college and my peers at the Newman Center at McNeese State University, as I've mentioned, has a fabulous uh, student center for the Catholics on campus here in the Diocese of Lake Charles. And a lot of my peers when I was in college were wearing veils and kneeling to receive communion. And it brought up this spiritual insecurity in myself that made me realize I don't feel worthy to kneel when I receive communion. I didn't feel worthy to wear a veil oh, they're so much holier than me. Um, It brought up these insecurities in myself. And instead I was perceiving it as, oh, they think they're holier. And I never wanted to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. So I wasn't doing those things. But as I've grown in my faith life and I've yielded to the spirit more, he has called me to kneel to receive communion. And I want to be very clear in saying that the first time I did it, I made sure that I was at church at like five or six o'clock in the morning at a parish that I never go to That way, if I felt totally uncomfortable or I tripped and fell on my face or the priest told me to stand up or it went bad for any reason at all, um, I was in what I felt was a safe space to not be judged. And so um, I did. I knelt to receive communion for the first time in this situation. And it was so beautiful and so profound. And I felt so humbled in such a, a beautiful way. And then with wearing the veil, I think for me, I just never truly understood why my peers in college were doing it. Why were these older women doing it? No one in my family really had done it or explained it to me. And as I felt this call in my heart, I really was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to understand it. And that way, if someone asks me, I can tell them and not just say, oh, I feel like God told me to, because there's not a whole lot of clarification in that. And so with my research and the learning that I did, um, some of the things that really stood out to me and kind of helped me to get to that point of wanting to veil in Mass, is that number one, the beautiful, good, holy things in the Catholic Mass do have veils on them and are covered. So for instance, the altar, the priest kisses that during Mass as a sign of reverence. It also is always covered with a cloth. It is veiled because it is such a sacred and special place, right? Um, The tabernacle, if you notice sometimes when the priest will open the tabernacle to receive Jesus from the tabernacle, there's usually this inner cloth lining and they have to reach through a veil where he is kept sacred in that space. And so to veil yourself is to not necessarily elevate yourself to that same level of sacredness, but it is a reminder that you too are good and pure and holy and worthy of reverence Um, It's also a sign of respect. Um, Another thing is that we wear a veil for First Communion. We wear a veil as women on our wedding day. And those are sacraments. Those are two sacraments. And to receive the Eucharist and, you know, um, confession in the Eucharist is another sacrament. And so it's a beautiful way to continue honoring yourself and honoring the Lord in that. Um, Another thing that I've heard people share, which I was like, man, that's probably more of the reason I need it, is They said, imagine a racehorse that has these blinders on and it's so that they only see what's in front of them. They only focus on the reason they're there. And for some women, a veil does that. They can see the veil hanging over their head from the corner of their eyes and it reminds them that they should be looking forward and focusing on why they're there and what's ahead of them and not allowing themselves to be as distracted. And there are a lot of other reasons, but those are just a few for me that really stood out and kind of touched my heart and helped me to say, okay, people might look at me differently. People might feel their spiritual insecurity the way that I did, but maybe they'll ask me about it. Maybe this will start a conversation. Um, it's a very humbling thing because not everyone in the church is doing it and you're having to be vulnerable in that way. But at the end of the day, it's worth it for the Lord. It's worth it to feel more connected to him and to feel that reverence and respect. And so, um, That's just my personal experience and relationship and outlook on what it is as a woman to wear a veil to mass. And I hope that maybe you make some room for that in your heart. And if you've had that call and you're, you're not sure what that looks like or what that might feel like, or that's just my process. And I hope in some way this has been helpful for you. But with all of that being said, the reason I'm sharing this is because these are two examples of the way I felt the Lord calling me to live beyond my blessings and to step out into this spiritual um, growth that he's calling me to. And when this business became for sale, it felt like another calling on how he's acting, asking me to step up and step out. And, you know, on one hand, yeah, it's just jewelry, but it reflects the heart of the Lord. It reflects the joy of being a Catholic and being a Christian. I really want to open it and expand it to Christians and anyone who loves our Lord. It's not just the Catholics that we're here to serve and here to love as our brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you wear a piece of jewelry that might be your call to live beyond your blessings. Maybe you're not ready to wear a veil to mask. Maybe you're not ready to give up alcohol. Maybe that's not what the Lord's calling you to. No harm, no foul, no pressure. But maybe just wearing a pair of earrings or wearing a ring on your hand, maybe the clerk at the grocery store will notice and compliment you on it. And that elevates others' hearts to the Lord. And you don't have to say anything, you don't have to do anything. It's a small way to be a billboard for Christ. And I could not be more honored to take on that responsibility and that task to help share God with others in that way. As I'm making the jewelry for the person who's ordered, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for the person who wears it. I'm praying for the people who will see it and encounter it and that it does elevate their heart. And it's truly been a beautiful, fun experience that I hope to grow beyond jewelry, beyond just Catholic things. I'd love to bring in some shirts and some sweatshirts and caps and keychains and um, who knows what else we'll get to, but we have some big plans for the business. And that is secret number one that we are so excited to share. Secret number two and three were postponed and held off a little bit on sharing with you guys on social media um, for... I would say obvious reasons, but if it's not obvious, I'll, I'll just kind of share with you. So um, we bought property and we found out that we are having our third baby. And the reason we couldn't just come out and share is because buying property is quite the process. It takes time, um, especially in the area that we live. We had to make sure that it wasn't considered wetlands and that we have um, grounds that we can dig on and build on. And um, once that's all approved, we will start building a house pad. And building our home that we're going to raise our family in. We are currently in a two bedroom house with one functioning bathroom. The four of us share a bathroom, a bathtub, and that too has been a humbling experience. The things I look forward to about building this on this new property is not just having the space and having a place of our own that we've paid for and we've earned and we worked for and we built together, but You know, to have my own space in my own bathroom where I don't have kids wasting my shampoo and conditioner is going to be such a treat. To have a refrigerator where I can push a button and get ice and filtered water is going to be such a joyful moment for me. (laughs) And it's these little things that I've come to um, experience and, and find joy in looking forward to with this new property. For a long time, actually before Laura, Hurricane Laura hit our area, We discerned maybe just renovating the house that we're currently in. Um, We got with contractors and people to help us draw up house plans for that. Um, And it was a very exciting time, but the budget for that was not something that we could manage. With patience and with God's great timing, some property only five miles from where we currently are came for sale. We didn't really have an acreage amount we were looking for. We knew we wanted to stay close to where we're at. God provided this property that is 28 acres, which is more than we can actually manage and handle. But um, what we'll do is divide the property in half and just kind of let the back half, let the cows graze on it, just kind of let it be and be a fun space to just ride the full wheeler. And then we will live and build our lives on the front house, front half, at least for a while. That is our plan. And um, so we held that secret for a while just because we had to wait for paperwork and things like that to go through. But that has been a bigger blessing than we expected from the Lord that we are just so grateful for and humbled by. Um, It's still close for Adam and I to send the kids to school. It's not going to change a lot about our lifestyle and our routine. And we just could not be more excited about that. And then lastly, um, but definitely not the least important, we are welcoming our third child into the world. And for those of you who don't know, or weren't a part of the previous podcast that I had, Um, I shared a lot about our first pregnancy, which was a miscarriage. And so um, we just held that a little closer to our heart. Um, Because of that, we wanted to wait until we knew what we were having. We wanted to wait until we were in the, I guess, safe zone, if you will, to share that news. And um, the kids could not be more excited to be welcoming a new sibling. They have lots of cousins that they love and adore. And they love having babies in the family constantly popping up left and right. My sisters both have children. And it's so fun to live so close to family and to share in all of this joy together. But I know that my children are excited to have a baby in our own home. But again, with the two-bedroom house that we're in, we're already at max capacity. We're already kind of crammed in here. And so we are so excited to just have more space and more freedom in that With the property and with the baby, there was a lot of discerning that went into knowing when the time was right. As far as property, we looked at, as soon as we realized we wouldn't be renovating, we looked at maybe just buying a house and moving. Not sure what town, how far, you know, what would that look like for our jobs? But we knew we needed space. And nothing seemed to feel right and fit quite with what we wanted and felt that we needed. Um, And with the baby... Our first two were 13 months apart. That threw us for a big loop. They have been an absolute joy, but also a handful. And they both recently started school. And our second was quite the surprise. Um, finding out when my oldest was four months old that I would be having a second was very shocking and kind of took me a minute to process and really understand. And I knew with the child we would have next, we wanted our hearts to really be excited and really be ready and prepared. And I want to clarify, you can never be too ready or too prepared for children. They are a gift, but they always will throw you for a loop and keep you on your toes. But um, this is just such a joyful time in our lives. And with all of this joy and with all of these blessings, I also want to say that while I'm sharing all of these joys going on in our life, I also don't want to um, pretend that we don't have hardships also. I think that A lot of times we see people on social media or a podcast or, you know, whatever it is, they put themselves out there and they share the good and the beautiful and the blessings and all of these joys. And as a listener, as a reader, as an outsider, you may think, wow, everything's so great and everything's so perfect for them. They're so lucky and so blessed. And I'm not taking anything that I've shared with you guys for granted, but I also don't want to ignore and pretend that we don't have our own hardships from small things like we don't have a filtered water dispenser on our fridge and fresh fresh ice made all the way to some very hurtful things that have happened with our family. We do have things also that burden our hearts and our weight that we carry around and things that are difficult that we we have to navigate as a couple and as a family. And again, life is full of both. And I don't want to just share the good and the beautiful I'm not ready and I don't know if I ever will get into all of the details of the heavy stuff, but I want you to know that you're not alone in the thick of it, whatever that is for you. You're not the only one struggling. Everything that I share that is good, there's also the other side of that coin that there's there's the bad, there's the ugly. And yeah, that's not for everyone to know. Of course, no one goes around sharing all of their mishaps and heartaches, but We do have them and we do still appreciate your prayers. And um, we appreciate your support as well and your love and all of your congratulations that we've gotten on social media with the good news. But please keep us in your prayers as well because there are hard things that we have to navigate as well. So, with that being said, I just thank you for tuning in. Um, These are a few of the reasons I have been so absent both on social media and on the podcast just because. We have been out on the property, bush hogging, plowing it up, trying to get it ready. Working on fence lines. We have been going to doctor's appointments for this pregnancy. Um, we have been trying to learn how to make jewelry and run a business, and that has all been extremely time-consuming. Um, I thank you for your time. I thank you for being here. Um, I truly feel like all of you are family, and I just enjoy speaking with you and speaking to you and engaging with you all. And I pray for you. I pray for grace and mercy and hope over your hardships and I pray that you celebrate the joys no matter how big no matter how small and that you make room in your heart to try to live beyond your blessings whatever that looks like for you God bless you and I'll talk to you soon